welcome to the Words and Pictures podcast. I'm DJ Bowman-Smith, writer and artist and podcaster, and this is Words and Pictures podcast number 10. Well, it's nice to be in double figures. I think I said something last week about that. And I'm hoping that we're not going to suffer the nasty pod fade that so many new podcasts suffer from. This week, my guest is Julia Rosdebutico of getcovers.com. And she'll be talking to us about cover design, obviously, but a few more things as well. So I hope you stick around for the interview. I'm working on these podcasts in batches and I've had a really busy week this week. I've had lots of interviews and then I've spent a lot of time doing what you need to do to a podcast before it goes out there. There's quite a lot that this involves. You need to obviously edit the podcast to start with. There's always a big long bit at the beginning where, where I'm sort of sitting waiting on the Zoom for the next person to join me. And then we have a little chat which is probably unrelated and probably about the weather because I'm British and I can't begin any conversation without a quick chat about the weather. And after that I do a little introduction as you hear and then off we go. And generally it all goes very well but because it's a pre-recorded thing people do go off message or we have a bit of a cough or drink our tea or something like that. And there's sometimes a bit of background noise that needs editing out or sometimes one of us has just waffled on and I just feel it's not very interesting. And so it takes a little while to edit because even although the podcast, the actual interview is about 35 to 40 minutes, by the time I've edited it, it's usually about 30 minutes, 35 minutes or possibly less or possibly a bit more. And it's quite a lot to do, I have. And you'd think that would be it, but it's not, because obviously there's a little bit more to do after that. The trouble trouble is, I have a very quiet voice. I'm British, as you can hear. And I have this soft little southern English accent. And often, whoever I'm speaking to, almost everybody I'm speaking to, has a louder voice than me, even though I have a good mic and I'm sitting quite close to it. And so the whole thing is completely out of kilter. You've got somebody speaking quite, quite well, not loudly, but louder than me, and then my soft little wittering on. <laughs> and so I put it through a thing called Orphonic, which levels out everything and makes it hopefully a lot more easy to listen to. And then there's the show notes and actually loading it up onto the podcast host and I'm using Podbean. So that's me. I've been really busy working in a block with the podcast thing to get them all out. And then I schedule them and get five or six done in one go. And then off they go. And then I can kind of forget it for a bit and just sit back and get on with the writing and put a few feelies out for some new guests. Anyway, that's me in the podcast. Right. This week's guest is Julia Rosdebutico. And she is one of the talented people that work for getcovers.com. Come and have a chat with me with her. She's great. I'd like to welcome this week on the Words and Pictures podcast, Julia Rosdebutsko. Julia is one of the talented artists that works for GetCovers.com. Hi, Julia, and welcome to the podcast. Hi, DJ. Thank you for inviting me. I'm really glad to be here. Um, So, Julia, how long have you been working for GetCovers? I have been working with uh, GetCovers for um, like a few years since it uh, it was launched in 2020. Uh, and uh, I was with Get Covers from the very beginning as a business development manager. Oh, that's brilliant. So you've you've been there for quite a while. And do you normally just work from home, Julia? Uh, yeah, uh, like since pandemic, pandemic, we all work from home. 
Um, I think everybody does. Yeah, everybody does. And uh, yeah. before we had an office, but now we work from home. Yeah, that's really good. And ha- are there many designers in the company? Uh, yeah, like um, around 10 at the moment. Designers at the company specializing in different uh, genres. So they uh, each get a specific projects uh, and uh some of them are skilled in romance, some of them in more uh, self-help or business, some of them in fiction genres. So our project managers assign projects to different designers. Yeah, well, that's a good thing because I think you all have, uh, everybody has a different art thing that they, they're good at. I mean, I write dark fantasy and I do my own covers because I'm also an artist, but but I'm very sort of cued into that kind of dark swords yeah kind of thing and I and if and one of my friends said oh could you do a cover for me and she writes romance and I just thought actually no I don't actually know where to begin with that I mean I kind of know what they look like but I just don't feel I've got the the feel or the heart to make a good job of it you know and there are many things to know about about trends about specifics specific guidelines for each genre so it's a good one designer uh, specializes in um, like two or three genres, no more. And then uh, they can do a great job and master their skills in, in this genre. Yeah. So, so are you, which, which genre do you specialize in? I'm actually, I'm not like the get cover specializes in all genres. I am yep. a development manager. I don't create covers myself. So, oh, right. So you, you assign the artist to the, to the person. Brilliant. Yeah, project managers do. So it, yeah. it covers, we have a team of marketers, uh, project managers, uh, designers, and uh, we, and content writers, of course, because we have a blog and we want to inform our clients about the latest trends or uh, some, give some tips, etc. So we have project managers who uh, accept the orders and they uh, view the order information to uh, make sure everything is in there and they communicate with clients and they send us they assign projects to the specific designers so this way uh, our designers can have more time for the projects and don't have um, don't spend a lot of time for checking the order info and uh, asking additional questions etc so it saves time and this project this process proved to be um effective yeah that's a, it's a good way to because there's a lot of information to be gleaned to start with in order to to because i used to do a few covers for people years and years ago and uh, and i actually just found it um really hard to get the information out of the art art of the writer because they kind of have a funny idea about what they think they want and then if you're looking at you know, genre trends in the marketplace, you've kind of got a different idea of what you think they need. And, and it, sometimes it's kind of balancing these two things, isn't it? Yeah, that's true. So we, we just created an order form to uh, to guide authors about the information that we need. And there are specific questions in the order form, but sometimes, of course, we need more or something is unclear. Uh, maybe in some cases we need more information. So we ask more if it's needed. But uh, most of the authors just uh, fill out the form and we have everything we need. Yeah, sounds really good. It's a good form, obviously. Yeah. You've really worked, you've really worked on that. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds, sounds really good. Yeah, so do you just do covers, uh, book covers specifically in, in, uh, with your company or do you do other marketing things for authors as well, like um, website design and 
other things? Well, we do. We have started with uh, book covers and audio covers and marketing materials and logo design uh, because we have also a logo designer in our team and our book cover designers also know how to create different types of marketing materials like cover reveal graphic or cover book release graphic uh, or ad graphics, etc. And uh, recently we have added also movie posters and post-cut, podcast post covers uh, yeah. because there is also a market for that. And uh, it's, it's really nice. It's really similar. Uh, there are some things to know, but uh, in general, it's really good to have everything in one place. And uh, we found it very, very cool to add new services that can bring more, more people to our website. Yeah, and also I think it's quite good if you can get your get all your things um, from the same place in order to make it look a bit more branded and a bit more yeah. streamlined. Yeah. You know, because I know I have my little logo, which is my face that I have done, and and I tend to pop that on lots of things because it just is. It's kind of become my thing, you know, that yeah. face, and it's it's yeah, it's nice to keep it keep it looking looking together. Yeah. Where so, sometimes I think people buy something off the shelf and then they get somebody else to do something else and, and it never looks quite right because it's too many different looks in it. Whereas I think if you can get your covers done and then say, well, do my marketing materials as well, that, then it, it looks neatly yeah. more professional, I think. Yeah, that's yeah, true. Absolutely. You need to understand that your logo and your covers should be in a way, uh, communicate the same message, in a way, be a little bit similar, have similar elements that it, they are associated with your brand. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think I think it's really important. And I think a uh, lot, lot of indie authors like myself, we're getting much more savvy into making it look a bit more branded and keeping it all together. And there's so many things that we have to be on nowadays, you know, with the social media. And like you say, we we branch out, we do podcasts, you know, like we haven't got enough to do and, uh, you know, lots of different things. Yeah. yeah. That's wonderful because yeah, many authors are also in TikTok, Instagram and Twitter and pod- doing podcasts. And uh, it's really cool for readers to get more information about authors because like a century ago, you couldn't, couldn't actually find a lot of information about the author who, who uh, writes the books. So it's really nice nowadays for readers. They get to, they have a, an opportunity to get to know authors very well. Yeah, that's it. And they can interact with you, which is great. And actually, we love it. We love it when people, you know, drop us a message or, you know, across social media or any of the other forms or get on, get in contact on our websites. And, and actually, I'm always really thrilled to hear from a reader, you know, even if they hated it, I'm quite impressed that they got in touch with me. <laughs> yeah, that, so it's, that's fun. Yeah. You can get a feedback really directly yeah. and you can inject yeah. the market very yeah quickly. exactly yeah it's, it's 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 a it's it's a good thing i think to, to get yourself out there um so julia in your line of work what do you think apart from a book cover what do you think is the most next important thing that any author should have yeah that's um like i have a two sides to two ans- two answers to this question first of all uh, on the side of the marketing, it's very important to have marketing materials like a release banner or um, cover wheel banner, something that draws attention to your uh, book. And it's very important to uh, do marketing and graphics really help with that. 
So it's really important because the more marketing you do, the more people will read your book and the more feedback you get and the more sales you do, you have. And on the other side, what is also very important, but many people forget that, is that uh, inside inside design of your book is also important. So when the reader opens your book, then inside formatting should match your book cover. The fonts should match. And if you have any design elements, it's also very cool. And it gives um, a really good feeling to the reader. Uh, It looks professional when inside of the book matches outside. So that's a thing that is very important formatting, interior formatting that many authors forget or they don't think it's important, but it is. Of course, Mm. the most important thing is book cover, then to get out of, like, to uh, tell people about your book, you need marketing graphics. And then when the reader takes your book, it's very important when they open it that they are impressed too. Yeah, that's really good. Do you do formatting? Yeah, get covers? um, At the moment, uh, not, but I think it can be um, in the future. But uh, it can be, like, there are a lot of formatters out there, so you can actually uh, have a lot of options for that. Yeah, no, I think you're right, because I, I know I've opened indie books before, and, and if, if they've got it for some reason, they've chosen a typeface that looks like it should be science fiction, but you're reading fantasy, and it's kind of a bit off. I, I don't know. It's still, you know, you can still read the words and enjoy them, but sometimes I know exactly what you mean, and it's just not quite... Or they've chosen a little... You know, sometimes if you have... um. You know, you'll have like your chapter heading and then you'll have uh, a little twiddly bit and a little picture, a little graphic underneath the chapter heading or something. And, they, and they've chosen something that's just not right for, for the book. Like a, I was reading something the other day and they'd chosen this little dagger. And I don't really know why, because it was a sort of a romance book. Oh. And it had some dark elements in it, but I didn't think a dagger was what you wanted, really. <laughs> it's, you know, they'd obviously picked that and thought, oh, that's cool, and stuck it on there, but it actually didn't go with with the whole girly, romantic story. And it was it was actually quite strange. Every time you cut a new chapter, there was this little dagger. And I'm like, <laughs> I was waiting for the dagger to come up in the story, and it never did, really. It's oh. very strange. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know whether it was on there they didn't realise yeah. You know, where perhaps they'd formatted it themselves and then it, it hadn't materialised. I don't know. But anyway, yes, I think you, I think that's a good answer. Yes. Have a look at the formatting and make sure it, watch, it matches the covers. Yeah, really, really good. Um, do you write, Julia? Uh, me personally not, but I really have, um, I have plans for it. I really want good. to write a book someday. I think it will be nonfiction. Uh, yeah, but in the moment, I have a lot of things to do, and I just want to gain gain like more life experience or something like that to um, to write a book someday. Yeah, oh, I'm sure you will. I'm sure you will. I think I think if you've got that little inkling, it never really goes away, really. And you'll 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 one day you'll go right, and today's the day, and you know yeah, you'll write I, a I few mean, things. I get and... the feeling when the time is right, and I already know so much about self-publishing. So I think it will be easier for me to do it, maybe quicker. But you know, yeah. the hardest part for at the moment, it seems like the hardest part is actually writing because I've never written a lot and. So it's going to be something new to do. Yeah, no, I think it's good. Well, definitely, definitely do it. I think you could. And also, you're multilingual. Yeah. So that's 
that's a great plus, isn't it? So how many languages do you speak? Um, well, if, if we can't count Russian, then four. But I don't don't use Russian. So uh, three that I use Ukrainian, yeah. English and German. Yeah, brilliant. Yeah, really good. I should be able to speak German because my father was half German, but I never learned it. He never spoke it at home. And, it, oh. you know, that was it. Now I'm old. Anyway, happy days. Um, what do you, getting back to the book covers, what do you think is the biggest mistake that um, people make with their book covers? Uh, the biggest mistake? What, what do you hate to see? <laughs> uh, I would see showing everything on the book cover like showing the story on the book cover because that's not actually what you're supposed to do. Um, it, it, it doesn't always work also uh, to buy, to like to sell the book very well. So many authors think that showing uh, on the cover design, everything about the story is a good way, but actually the book cover should just uh, communicate the genre, uh, evoke the right feeling that you want to uh your readers to feel and also hint about the story hint not like everything um that's a really big mistake when uh, author wants to like to show uh, all the main characters like all if, if that's like five characters to show on the cover is not a very good idea because then the cover is busy and sometimes you forget about the most important thing is the core message of the book and the core in like core feeling of the book and then it's really hard to uh, sometimes to communicate the genre when you have a lot of details on the cover design so i would say that's the number one another one would be um too much attention to details because sometimes in the process when you uh you have a concept you work on it and some authors want like to to they notice these little details and they want each detail they have like request too many changes. And then in the end, the cover is completely different. It's not like it was like initially planned. And these details, uh, sometimes authors just don't know that technically, uh, sometimes you're like, if you change this detail, this detail, you need to change sometimes other things in order for that to look good. And then in the end, you have a completely different cover. And that's not very well because uh, sometimes you can lose the most important thing, the most, the focus of the cover, the focus point, and the focus feeling. So I would say that um, I would say to authors that it's important to focus on the core message, core feeling, and the genre guidelines, and not like to get into details so deep that you can lose the point. Mm. I think it's important to sort of trust the designer a little bit. Yeah you know the designer or the artist who's doing doing the covers because they they kind of have a good feel about it and and really worrying that actually your protagonist didn't actually wear a red headband they always wore a pink one actually it really doesn't matter you've you've just got to have you know go go with that overall look and like you say by the time they've fiddled about and you've changed this that and the other and I know because I've done some for other people and then and then by the time they've mucked about it although they're happy with it I'm not by that point because I'm like actually it doesn't look right now yeah I did some covers for um some cd covers for music and by the time they'd mucked about with it really they should have just left me alone because what I'd produced to start with was actually nice, you know, and it looked, I felt, I felt it looked good. By the time they'd fiddled around and made me change this and change that, it, it, it just never really quite hung together again. And in the end, you're sort of trying to please the person who's paying you and 
trying to sort of feel all right about your your artwork as well yeah it's it's a really hard one so my advice is trust the designer really yeah. this is what they do yeah, yeah that's really good advice because the designer wants wants it to me to look good and appealing to the reader uh and sometimes when Arthur wants to like to adjust I have this in the story and this in the story and this very important to show also and then you look and you can cannot actually um picture it everything so that it looks looks good so yeah sometimes authors forget about that and it's really good to trust the designer yeah yeah I think you're right absolutely and I think sometimes what they don't realize is I think you're drawn to a cover because you like that genre or you like the look of it and I hate to say it but you you actually just glance at that cover and then once you've read the story you don't ever look back at the cover and think oh yes there's that character wearing the red shoes or whatever it was because it was just a generic thing and you don't really unless it's something that's got so branded like say the game of thrones it's now the television series and the whole thing and and so you really know those brands and those characters and you might have the actors out of the film on it or something like that but for most everyday authors pointless because you don't you don't do that and also i think as a reader i think you should leave a lot to the imagination for the reader so that the reader builds what that character looks like in their head it's a bit like over describing in a book really you know if people over describe the covers yeah that's true i love in this case uh a silhouette covers and the covers that don't like show the characters in details because this yeah. way you can i'm not saying it works for all the books because uh, some genres and for some stories really work detailed uh, characters but for some, it's really not necessary and it's really nice to give a hint and let reader just think about it and imagine how it looks like and how the character looks like. Yeah, absolutely. What do you think of the current trends at the moment? What, would, what should we be looking out for? Well, before I say anything about trends, I just want to make sure that um, that author understand authors understand that um, not every trend works in every genre. And mm. there are pretty general trends and specific trends. So as I mentioned already, I love the silhouette covers. Uh, I love also object-based covers. It's just one of the uh, actual, uh, the trends of this year. And nature-inspired design, minimalistic design is very also popular and it works very well for some genres. Uh, bold typography covers also mm. and uh what what what's more i like the custom custom titles uh when the title is not actually like uh for example the title made in the shape of branches of the tree or like custom typography it really um it's beautiful and it works for some genres very well so i would say these are like the, the trends i like more yeah, it it is nice, and I think if you if you like the look of something, it, it does make you want to read it. Definitely, yeah, really good. Yeah. So, what should we be looking out for? Those sort of typography trends. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, I think just I will not get into details like telling which trend works for everything, uh, because but you can definitely find all that information in the internet if you want. Just. Just you can just type the, in the internet what works for men's what the certain 
trends for romance, for science fiction, etc. And your cover design will know what works at the moment. Because if I say it now, like in some time when this podcast is live or when somebody will be listening to this later, it will not be up to date. So what I would just like that to say that trends change and you should definitely keep up with it. But you also never, if you have an original idea, uh, you should communicate with your designer and maybe it will work great as well. And maybe it will be the like, uh, the next trend. So never like stop to imagine and to fantasize and to create something new, come up with some new ideas. It's also a very good because if trends come, trends come and everyone looking like making the same theme, it's also then the market is oversaturated with the same designs. So yeah, that's it. And then it's sort of yeah. When you don't know, sorry, uh, trends are a great thing. When you don't know what do you want, it can can be a guide for you. But if you have original ideas, I think you can also discuss it with the designer. But I would say discuss it with the designer, not actually implement it or say only this works because and now analyze the market at the same moment at this moment and then recommend whether it works or not yeah sounds great and, and i think you, you one of your key points there is is that trends change and yeah. they really do i mean i'm on the second round of my stuff and it's not even been out there that long um because suddenly you look at it and you think Oh, I don't know whether this is looking as good as the stuff next to it on the bookshelf, even the virtual bookshelf. So you have to kind of, you know, take bite the bullet and go, it's time for a, you know, just like we change our, you know, might buy a new winter coat. That's a bit like the book jacket, isn't it? It needs to be, it needs to be redone. That's, yeah, that's true. Some covers, there some books have been launched like 10 years ago or five years ago, and they're, they, they don't work anymore because, they are standing on the shelves with other books that are new. Uh, and then you can really think about redesign. And it's not in the, in the most case, in the most cases, redesign is very good. When you work with a professional book cover design, then most of the clients almost all say that it's uh, it brought more sales and it was yeah. a positive impact. Yeah, I think I think it definitely does. Yeah, because I think um I was out at a at a sort of social thing the other night and somebody said oh well book covers don't matter anymore and they weren't writers or anything they said because you know you just see it on you see it on the kindle and you don't look at it and you you just buy the book and that's that so I said well what do you read and so the person told me what they read and I said okay so what did the book cover look like And they said oh well it was two people running running up a street you know, they're all the same. And I said, yeah, but that's a thriller cover. You know exactly what you're looking for and that's what you're looking for. So the book cover does matter because you are you might not be taking in every detail of the book cover, but you're looking for a thriller cover. You're looking for that, you know, a couple of figures running up the street, quite large typeface, a bit like Lee Child, you know. And, and once I sort of explained that actually the cover does matter, I said, so you didn't pick a cover that was pink with a rose on the front and two people kissing (laughs) and they said well no I said well they are then the book cover does matter (laughs) but they were adamant to start with that it had nothing to do with anything and they just read the blurb but of course you don't you look at the cover first even if it's just for a minute or less than a minute 30 seconds but in that 30 seconds you've decided whether or not you're going to read the blurb and I think it's yeah so important yeah Brilliant. So, so Julia, if people come to get covers, what sort of thing would they get in a in a sort of normal kind of package that you'd provide for an author? 
Yeah, so we have like three basic, three uh, uh, packages on our website. And there is a basic package, ebook cover design, and you get um, 100 money back guarantee, uh, unlimited free revisions, 3D mockup, and a license file that shows what kind of license you get. Uh, the standard package uh, is print ready cover that you can use. Like you get an ebook and a print ready cover design. So you get ebook and back and spine. Uh, it's ready for upload to the publishing platform. You also get unlimited free revisions, 3D mockup, and a license file. And the premium cover uh, includes also a source file of your book cover and includes more license images that we use. So uh, the more images, the more uh, the more images we use, the more complicated the design is. So you can choose for between three packages and choose what which one works for you. But in all of them, you have 100% back money back guarantee and unlimited free revisions. So you don't need to worry about that something goes wrong and you always know that you will get what you want or you will get your money back. Mm. So that's that's a really good deal. So you get a you get your ebook cover, you get a print book cover and you get a a a, a 3D mock-up. So that's like that mock-up that looks like a book yeah. that you can put on your social media or your website or whatever you wanted to do, which is quite a nice thing to have, I think, as well. Yeah, in in with with all the other bits, and that's just the basic things. Yeah, I just so good basic because you can. Yeah, if you need more, you can additionally order marketing materials or logo design, or maybe you need to publish on the several platforms. Then you can buy extra additional sizes of your book print book cover. So it's all on the website, and it's all transparent, so you can see uh, when for how much you will get and what you will get. Yeah, it's good. It's good to have those unlimited revisions as well because, you know, we do change our minds, authors, and get in a bit of a tickle about it. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, it is It is a really good thing. Anyway, I will put the notes. I will put your website and all your bits and pieces in the show notes. I think we're just about to yeah. run out of time here, so I've got a little thing coming up, so we're, we're just about done. Um. So, Juliet, that was really informative. Thank you for coming on the podcast. Thank you for inviting me. Thank you so much. Thank you. It's been lovely to meet you. Bye-bye, sweetie. Bye-bye. Bye-bye, love. Well, lovely to talk to Julia and I hear all her advice about design basics, book covers and the trends and thinking about those interiors matching your covers. All good advice, I think. Anyway, I hope you'll join me next week when my guest is the artist and writer Christy Oberleck. Christy has written her first children's book and illustrated it. And you can hear all about the red feather, her watercolour art, and how she has a massive love of birds and lives in Canada. It's a really nice interview and I think you'll enjoy it. OK then, this has been the Words and Pictures podcast and I'm DJ Bowman Smith. You can find me at djbowmansmith.com and all my books and all the other odds and ends. Thanks for listening. Until next time, goodbye.